you guys knew how long no. this setup took i'm gonna like gonna like thank god okay it's going i'm I'm like i've actually like have ptsd i'm a little bit nervous i know me too i'm like looking at the Um, screen making sure that our voices are being recognized yeah i feel like i don't know i'm like looking at it too i'm like get on i'm like Uh, uh, anyway we've been having if anyone out there has any um uh advice we've been using garage band and it could be our mics too well we were using soundtrap and then it was like yeah fuck you soundtrap that's true no you're right no but i fuck soundtrap soundtrap you guys kind of just fuck us up a little bit well every time we would go on their site it was like we have a problem refresh i'm like bitch i'm gonna lose my project not gonna lose our project um but the audacity we were trying to uh, we were trying to download audacity but it took too long oh the <laughs> I thought you meant like the audacity. I mean, yeah, both. I both. just kind of be like a pun. Or well, whatever. I'm sorry. My computer is like a little laptop from 2018, so it just does not have the you the know, brain capacity. We're just girls on a budget. You know I what know. I'm saying? I know. Um, we do need new. I, I did mics, see a recording though. place the other day, but I was like, how much is that going to be? It kind of looked at, like an old janky building, and I was like, I c- oh, we can't afford it. <laughs> well, you know what? Like, if we had everything prepped and then they set up the sound, we really only would need an hour. So if it was like 16 hour that's th- yeah but then that's oh, that yeah. adds up that's that that, that, that adds up just kidding but okay can i just i've got to walk you through my day really quick can yeah. i please so i yeah. get up for work it's super early whatever my shift is early and um i was working i was training someone else shout out chelsea we are trauma bonded so yes. wackadoos so chelsea got in at like 8 30 i was i was opening and then we're both like minding our own business chit-chatting all the things Nine o'clock rolls around. We like both of us are like looking at the computer. We look up. There's a naked man running at nine o'clock at nine a.m. in the morning, and I'm not kidding. This man's body was perfect. Oh, he had the no, no, no. It was the craziest shit I've ever seen. We both were like, "Holy crap!" And not to talk about a man like a piece of meat. And sorry, Simon, but he had a great fucking body, and we both were like. He was just standing what there. What the fuck? He no, he was like he was on something for sure. But he like had a fresh haircut. We saw his penis. We literally fully saw his penis. But the the <laughs> he had a fresh haircut down there but, or on his head. On his head. <laughs> <laughs> no, <I'm just> <laughs> he was a little too far away to like tell. But we did see a little flopperoo going on. But no, he we could tell that he like didn't want to be naked because he was like covering himself. Like, but he was running and sure then he wasn't like running out of like an ex. Like, okay, maybe, maybe he got caught cheating and then his girlfriend walked in and then he was running down. Do the you street. understand? That's exactly what I fucking <laughs> said. Like, I'm not kidding. There. My mind literally. I said that to Chelsea. I was literally like. Oh, he probably got caught cheating and then all like the girlfriend threw away all his clothes and he he she like kicked him out. But no, he was on like he was on something, I think. But he he walked to like this building that was still like in eye view from where we are. And he just sat in like the corner and he was kind of like rubbing the ground like you could tell he was like tweaking a little bit. But we were like this man's body looks like literally a Roman statue. He has like a fresh haircut. We were like he just chose violence last night like he just wanted to fuck around yeah he wanted to fuck around and find out and he totally did because the cops came handcuffed him and like put a little like you know at the gyno where they're like put this over your oh yeah (laughs) they literally handed him some shit like that but he got handcuffed at nine at nine in the morning so then one more thing and then i'm sorry but i saw two penises today and it was very unfortunate so the way the building is set up it's like all (laughs) 
<laughs> I know. I know. Okay. I know. So it's like the lobby's like all glass. Like it's full like glass okay. windows. So like the the side of like where the front desk is, you can like look out and see. Um, obviously, and there's this guy like clearly homeless again. I'm. It makes me sad, but he sits down and he has like a four loco and a blunt. We're like, he's Saturday. It's his Sunday. Yeah. He's killing it. He's having a great day. He's having a great day. All of a sudden, again, Chelsea, shout out. She looks over and she goes, his penis is out. <laughs> and I go, no, it's not. And she goes, he's exposing himself. He, his, his, he, it's literally out. And I'm like, shut the fuck up. So I literally look. I kid you not. His freaking tip is just staring at us. Literally staring at us like was it in the eye. on the leg? It was like low key sturdy. So I oh, was like, it was erect and it was like pointing. It at was like you. half chub, sort of, sort of shit. Like it wasn't like erect erect, but it was like fucking like he took it out and he, here's the creepy thing. Right before he took it out, he looked us both dead in the fucking eye. Like he knew we were there and then he decides to take his penis out. So we like literally called the cops. I feel like that's happened to me on Hollywood Boulevard before, like well, at <sighs> night. And but I'm, I'm like, like, I don't need to see your penis. Like, and you look me dead in the yeah, eye. Yeah, one time I was like, I was walking down the street and then I was like going to turn down like, yeah. and I was like walking Nala and then yeah. this guy just like had his pants and he was just like pleasuring himself and I was like, well, I guess I'll just go the other way. So <laughs> that's like, what we were scared of. And honestly, if he was walking and doing that, like we probably would have been like, there, like, but he was sitting there and we were like, I don't want to, I'm sorry, I'm working. I think that like, I'm like, oh my we want to yeah, see it. I don't want to see it. So I'm like, oh my God, wow. No. Look at that. Anyway, so that was my lovely Sunday morning. How are you doing today? I saw two penises that were not my boyfriend's and I like un- unwarranted, like That's no, crazy. no consent. All in one day. All in one, within, I, I kid mean, you not, the day is still young. No, I kid you not within an hour of each other. That's kind of wild. Fucking crazy. Anyway, so that was just <laughs> like, we both were like, oh my God, we're trauma bonded together. We're besties forever. Like, what the fuck? the first one was good. Well, his bot, his penis was a little like again. I but we were like amazed because yeah, we were I like, mean, holy ever, shit! Ever, like, I mean, I guess you could be like he had a bubble butt. <gasps> he had like a bubble yeah, butt, yeah. but like, like, but it, it was the it was the craziest thing. Again, we were like, like he does he doesn't skip like glutes. He right? works out seven days a week. That guy. So that's why I was like, damn, he just chose to he get high. Just, yeah. I don't know. Because he works out. Like, there's no fucking yeah. way you have that body and you're just like roaming the street. Yeah. <laughs> Like, he was putting in the work. He was putting in work. Yeah. Crazy. Okay, yeah. I'm imagining it. That's why we both, like, looked, looked at each other and we're like, this man is just running around naked. Yet he, again, he's, like, probably on the roids. Maybe that's what got him fucked up. Maybe he was on the roids. I don't know if that's a roid thing. That could be, like, a bad trip. No, but I'm saying. He at home and then, like, had a bad trip and ran out. But I'm saying know? maybe the roids, like, didn't help. He, I'm kidding. That His body, it wasn't, like, grossly big, but it was, like. Again, he's putting in like three hours at the gym every day. Like that's how like fucking jacked he was. It was crazy. We were like, what the fuck? Anyway, how has your weekend been? I don't remember. Um, no. You're like, uh, 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 this, these, these stories no, are too crazy. Um, what did I do? For, uh, I can't remember. I can't remember either. Wait, like I'm kind of scared. I watched Vanderpump. No, actually, I watched Vanderpump Rules. I started from season fucking one. That's how depressing I am. Oh, oh, okay. <laughs> I just took it easy. You know what I mean? Like, we both got sick and we were talking about it. We both oh, have yeah. memory loss right now. Um, <laughs> yeah. I got, like, you know, uh, I got, like, burgers on Friday night. 
Wait, yum. I want a burger. Oh, it's called The Melt. We went. It was really good. Um, It was bussin'. What'd you get? I got like a burger. (laughs) (laughs) That's it? Just like a hammy? I got a bacon. Like a cheesy hammy? Cheeseburger. Bacon barbecue. Oh my God, yum. Um, I told the guy that I'm seeing, um, that I was like, I was like, I really, I was like, I really right now need a cheeseburger and I want sweet potato fries. So he called like every place in LA and we found it. And I just want to say, initially I was like, we should go to the melt. And he's like, I don't like cheese. Like, I don't know the melt. Just like, it just seems like really cheesy. And you can like, ask you for anything like, without no cheese. cheese. Yeah, like, God no. bless. So then he, God bless, looked at like fucking 20 billion other places, kept calling. And I, I was like, did you type in? gluten-free burger he goes no i've just been calling every burger place i'm like oh my god like oh, so then, no. but then like you know i appreciate it yeah we I appreciate, appreciate the effort that. um yeah. and i he got me exactly what i wanted there even though go. it's like i told him to get me it in the beginning you know what i mean like i was like go to the belt yeah know? but you know what you you'd get you don't get just what cause... you don't ask wait you don't you don't get what you don't ask for i don't know because <laughs> <laughs> i've been sick like i got really nicole and i both got really sick I, I swear God it was bless. COVID. God bless. God bless. It said negative, but like my fucking head, I'm like out of it. I like, and like the thing is like I was eating soup, like he was bringing me soup all week. Yeah. And like, that's all I was really eating. And yeah. like, I just felt like I was like, I need a fucking burger. Girl. And fries. Yeah. So we did that yesterday. Do you lose your appetite when you get sick? Yeah. Fuck. See, I gain, I, I literally hungry, gain weight. But I was just like, sometimes like, I know I can't like, I don't want to eat like a big burger and stuff. Like, I'm like, eh. So, so I'm the opposite. I don't know why I eat more than I ever do in my lifetime when I'm sick. That's funny. No. I eat I like five meals a day. No, see, I always gain weight when bit, I'm sick. So it's kind of good. Well, cause my mom, she brought me over. God bless. Love you, Linda. But she brings, like, I wanted the, these. She didn't bring it over without me saying, but got like a whole bag of pretzels, ate the whole thing in no, like three days. I, I barely ate. I think I had I'm to so get jealous. Up I was hungry, so then I made myself eggs on one of the days. I don't yeah. remember. I was out of it. Um, well, with I the fever ate. and stuff, it's hard. No, I didn't I have like wanted, a super I just big fever. To sleep. And yeah. I was just like hungry. I remember I made like a smoothie, but that was like so much effort. Um, but then yeah, yesterday I saw Lisa Frankenstein. Did we, you like it? I thought it was fucking great. Do y'all oh my god, such a good like writer. Yeah. Or, like jokes are so fucking funny. You should see it. You would like it. Well, I love it's Catherine Newton, right? And yeah. um one of Cole the Sprouses. Sprouse. Okay. Cool, yeah. I was like which that was like which Sprouse. Um no. Oh yeah, Dylan. Oh, well Dylan and Bar- Barbara. Bar- Barbara. 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 Did you hear her say it's Mrs. Sprouse? Yeah. Love that for her. They're cute. They're very very um, cute. Well, I finally saw poor things. Oh my god! Ugh, I've literally been on a Bella Baxter grind. You know what I mean? No, um, she's Bella Baxter. Bella Baxter. Bella Baxter. I just appreciate her. I really like that she's just like you know full bushing it out. You full know, bush. Having the gasms. Uh. <laughs> no, she literally. I'm sorry. The scene where he she grabs the like cucumber. She's like, all you have to do is this and to be like, happy. My, no, and then she touched the girl. Just like, she's touching my hairy bits. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god, you guys! It, that's such was a good so movie. Good. It, it was just, so like, good. It was, it was amazing. He, so your ghost did the favorite, and Emma was in that, mm-hmm. and she's very free. Like it's, that's kind of sex oriented. I feel like a little oh. bit too. I never ended up seeing that one. It's I need to watch it. It's I mean again Emma. It's Emma Stone, Olivia her. Coleman, and Rachel Weisz. Mm-hmm. Three of the like you know great actresses, but. It's so fucking. It's I, really really good. I think Poor Things is one of my favorite movies this year. Like aside it was from like, amazing. horror movies, like. This one was the best movie. Yeah. Me. I yeah. hope it wins, which I can't even say. 
I know. But yeah, I hope it wins. Um, like, you know, everything. <laughs> I know. I think she I think won. It was, it was so good. And I don't know. She won the SAG award last night. I'm a, I'm, I would, I'm da- sure. I doubt if she didn't. But I feel like every time I hear guys that like don't like it and their reasoning, I'm like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. They just don't like to see women happy with <laughs> pleasure in themselves. <laughs> I mean, why else don't you fucking like it? No, like, like complain about. It. I think I think some people just a guy is not gonna like, you know, if you identify as a guy, mm-hmm. you're not gonna understand what it's like to be a woman, right? And I just think that it portrays how womanhood and sexuality and how we're put in this box very well. Well, I loved that she's like sitting at the table with like the crazy guy who ends up like like taking her from the church or whatever and she's like yes i would like to go now and he's like yeah no but and then she's like well i'll fucking kill you then and well, she's just like the, she's like he was fuck gonna off. like mutilate her i know or, like take I off just, her clit get out of here get the de- fuck de- out of here literally, like, like what if we wa- chopped off your penis what if all the women got women got women got it, together it like and to chopped off men's penises like fuck like, off she's not gonna want to have pleasure anymore well oh no well he he said he's like you're just a baby machine yeah. baby making machine basically and no she's pleasure. like yeah fuck like that. fuck that anyways everybody should watch it um but we're gonna we're gonna dive into the topic dive in and um yeah get ready <laughs> <laughs> hi everybody oh my god okay Okay. i'm acting like this is the intro again i'm sorry it's not um so today's topic of conversation is are you settling in a relationship yeah i'm gonna make this platonic romantic kind of everything i'm like you're (laughs) you're giving us a little so i found him uh an article online and it does this is kind of specific to romantic but again we can make it yeah we can make it platonic as well but it's eight signs of settling in a romantic relationship one feeling indifferent when you're together Mm -hmm. so it says there's a difference between being satisfied in a relationship versus simply settling um oh wait okay sorry i jumped ahead but sorry so number one feeling numb or indifferent if a person feels emotionally numb or indifferent towards their partner or their relationship this often stems from a lack of emotional connection or they may be struggling with unresolved trauma trauma feeling numb can operate as an additive coping mechanism for some things such as when experiencing an acute traumatic event so do you feel like you know that reminds you of it reminds Mm. me of the curse have you watched it no is it scary no it's not okay it's not scary okay um but like it reminds you of like Emma Stone's character and like you, mm-hmm. like they're both ter- they're all terrible. But like you could tell that she just like can't stand. Wait, the Apple show. Yeah. Wait, oh. is it Apple? No, it's I thought it was Paramount Plus. Okay, never mind. I'm thinking of a different show. Okay, never mind. Sorry. But she it's like with Nathan Fielder. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, that's um, what I'm thinking. Okay. Oh my god, I just like ran into the mic. Um, but I think like that she feels like she's like suddenly you could tell like behind her eyes like she's like distant. Mm-hmm. And she's just like irritated by everything he does, and it's just like there's something that's being left unsaid. Well, I feel like also it could be once when, when one of the partners isn't treating the other one right, yeah, and the other one's like not like we're not up happy, you're not speaking up, yeah. Okay. Um, number two is sexual incompatibility. All couples will experience some differences when it comes to sex. Yeah, issues of frequency, needs, desires, or preferences can become common challenges many couples face yet settling in a relationship when there is sexual incompatibility that has not been resolved can result in increased risks of infidelity or where both partners may live together but are living separate lives this is most common when paired with a low level of healthy communication between partners and feelings of relationship indifference yeah i I mean i think that it all goes back a blanket thing of communication like if the if you can't communicate in general Mm -hmm. 
how you're going to communicate stuff when it's hard. Right. You know, no pun intended. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But like, you know, like I think it's important. And I think I think both like a a male man and woman, let's say you're talking about like that. Mm -hmm. They could both experience like higher sex drive, lower sex drives, depending on the time of their life. And also depending on like what's going on in their life. Right. If you're sick or if you're going through stress or like you're just not feeling sexy, you know what I mean? Like that could like affect it. And I think that if there's like issues too in the relationship that you're not like fixing Mm -hmm. and you're like holding resentment, you might not want to have sex anymore or you might not want to engage in that. Well, when you don't think that's why it's important to communicate. Right. And I think honestly, as lame as this kind of sounds, I feel like even talking to your partner, like especially if you start living together and maybe you're seeing each other every day. You say like, hey, what are your sexual needs? Like, let's let's start throwing out numbers. Like, what is going to make you feel satisfied? Like, I know it sounds like... You need to be realistic, too, though. Right. I think that needs to be, like, a common ground. Because if I, someone's, like, yeah. really, like, oh, I want to have sex well, every but no, day. No, no, no. But I'm saying, like, yeah, the person can't be like, I want it three times a day, <laughs> Um, blowjobs. Like, no, no, no. Like, let's be... Let's come up with a number that, like, makes sense for both of us that will keep us both satisfied and obviously it doesn't have to be that robotic when you're actually I was gonna like, say do you think it? that makes the like the spiciness go away out of see, relationship I think though? if you uh, see for me I feel like when I'm prepared and like I know it's sexy time like it gets me more in the mood than sometimes just being like like super like like if you're not in the mood or well, like if you're not when in the you, you're like in the, you're like on oh, the kitchen doing something and then there's like one you're like see, the kid, sex, you're like yeah I mean, you know what I mean like I mean like just doing whatever but and then, that's sexy so you're not but I feel vibe, like you're when you're feeling it though but I feel like when you're li- when you live with someone yeah and again it's like like you're just with that person like I think some t- and you've been in a relationship for a long time. I think at least both having some sort of number, because honestly, for me, sometimes I need that outside motivation of like, oh, fuck, like we haven't had yeah. sex well, in X amount of days. Well, I to each other and, and the spontaneity can kind of go away because you're used to seeing each other all the time. Right. That's what I mean. Like, yeah, it, it's not that either. It's not that it's not like going to be fun or sexy or anything. But I think honestly, if I have a number or if I have like, I mean, I feel like most guys would want a blowjob four times a day. Obviously, it's not going to happen. But if I have like a number in my head of like, yeah. okay, what is going to keep my partner satisfied and we're both on the same page? Again, it sounds robotic. But honestly, I feel like, again, if you want like a long lasting relationship, I think sometimes you have to bring in the analytical numbers of it. I guess so. I think I think it's also good to have a conversation of like, okay, we're both going to make an effort right, to like right. have moments, like a moment where we like want to date, or, like, we do something to, like, keep our relationship going and alive. Because right. you don't want to get too comfortable, you know, where you're just, like, I'm just, you know, we just fart in front of each other every day. You're taking a shit next to each other. You know what I mean? Like, or like <laughs> there's no, like, mystery anymore. And you're just yeah. not having sex anymore. And it's just, like. No, sex is, like, probably. I think there should be some mystery. You have to have some mystery. Ladies, like, if laundry makes you feel sexy, I feel like that's always yeah. a nice thing. Like, there is, a, there is, you still have to spice it up. But I think at least coming to a common ground of, like we're gonna try to have sex yeah x amount of days this week i think it almost is like a good goal because you're almost then like competing with it in a way and mm-hmm. like i feel like it kind of is like a nice thing to like bring you closer with your partner being like oh we have to meet this number to, like yeah you know, and then maybe we we both treat each other to like a date like i don't know like again not that like sex is fun obviously it shouldn't take that much but i think sometimes again when you're living with the person and you've been in a relationship for a long time like sometimes it's just you have to I'm just saying communicate is Keep the it best. Alive. Yeah. Keep it alive. Keep it alive. So number three, sex replaces emotional intimacy. 
On the flip side, some who have histories of always needing to be in a relationship as a way of momentarily stabilizing their ego needs or sense of worth may also use sex as a way of securing their relationship. An equally common occurrence is to use sex as a way of avoiding emotional vulnerability or emotional intimacy, especially during sensitive issues that may arise between partners. Yeah. So I guess like if someone's trying to have a difficult conversation instead, they just kind of fight and then they start making out and they're mm-hmm. like, they just like fuck and they forget about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But that never lasts. No. Cause then it's just like, you're still building up. Um, well, you're not building up something, but you're built. <laughs> no, you're building up the resentment against each other. And like, you need to like be able to like, I think, like we said this before i think better sex comes from having good emotional like compatibility Mm -hmm. and like communication skills between each other you know and like feeling comfortable and i feel like that kind of that kind of sex could be so like angry and like empty and avoidant Mm -hmm. you know 100 percent um, lifeless life lifeless no we don't love like that um lack of autonomy this can be an especially common occurrence for a person who grew up in a narcissistic or codependent environment around narcissistic caregivers or those with a history of profound attachment trauma for example being in a relationship may offer them a sense of self by taking on their partner's likes or dislikes settling in a relationship as a way of obtaining a sense of self-identity often points to deeper issues such as codependency unresolved childhood trauma or difficulty in knowing who they are outside of a romantic relationship i mean i feel like i've experienced it and i feel like i have a lot of friends that have as well yeah i feel like it's very common to see codependent people yeah um and i think that sometimes things can be good in the beginning of a relationship and you could be very much so in love and everything's great but then you get so used to each other, you kind of become codependent without trying. Right. And then when things get bad, like then you don't leave. Right. And then it's like you're just like stuck and then you're settling. Right. And then the fear of being alone is like overtaking you. And like I always say like when you're stuck in that, the idea of like leaving and doing everything seems worse than it actually is. 100%. Like you don't think you could actually like do it. It does not seem doable. You don't feel strong in the moment. But I like to say, like, you're stronger than you think. And you could always take on more than you think. Well, isn't it funny that, like, because I know, like, there have been people, obviously, in Mm -hmm. my life that I've known in relationships that have not been great relationships. And, like, being alone versus being, like, verbally abused, it's, like, it's pretty easy. (laughs) It's a pretty easy choice. It seems like it, though. but, But, like, the thing is, like, I was, like, when I was in a relationship one time and it went on too long and like things were becoming verbally abusive and it felt shitty and it felt like our relationship was just like 99% of the time sucked and like 1% kind of good moments. And like, it's just like we, it was just not there anymore. And it was just being like forced, you know? Yeah. But then I was like not leaving. Do you think it's because like, what was your main fear like being alone or do you think it was something else that you just didn't want to like, let it go I think it's just like hard sometimes to let things go after you've been in them for a long time. And it's just like, I've been on this for so long. I should like, I don't want to let it go. Then like, it's been this many years. Then like, it's just like, I wasted all these years. And it's like, okay, girl, like you're going to waste more years. Right. And now that I look back and it's, I'm detached from that. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, it's been a long time. I'm like, it was so long ago and like that short the time that we were together like i like you know it's not like i don't value it at all right but to me it seems like such a small time in my life now right and i'm like i've had so much life after that i'm so glad i ended up leaving but like i do understand how difficult it is to leave which is why like when i have friends that are in this like situation i try to be very understanding and it could be like frustrating though because i'm like want to shake them and be like stop doing what you're doing like literally do you understand like yeah because you're you're enabling the bad 
pattern and i think the more you go down that road of keeping the pattern going it's way harder to get out so if you get out if you notice the signs sooner like just i know it's difficult and i know it's tough and you may think it's going to get better it's never going to get better what i've realized though is like you can say stuff to them over and over Mm -hmm. because i've like i've been on both sides Mm -hmm. and like you kind of almost to yourself have mm-hmm. to be like enough is a fuck enough. Mm-hmm. Fuck no. Mm-hmm. Like it's just like a brain, like a little switch like clips on in your head and you're like, I'm, I'm done. done. Yeah. I want to do this. Having me in that relationship and then having me before like dealing with like situationships that are like, you know, you could tell me stop texting him. Stop going on. Like you, you say like this is the sixth time you guys are going to finally work out. He's being great. Like, right. And, I, and everyone's like, what are you doing? And I feel like I've like played with the idea like, oh, I'm going to text him. And they're like, no, don't. And then yeah. I'm like, but then, like, I kind of got to the point where, like, the last time I was like, "It's silly. This is fucking stupid. Yeah. Like, I don't give a fuck anymore." Right. You know what I mean? You kind of yeah. have to get to the, like. Sometimes you do have to get to the point where, like, I, okay, I'm done. Okay, I'll, all right, it's out of my system. But like, yeah, it's very hard to step away from a relationship. Even no, if it's, it like, is it not is. necessarily toxic, but you just feel like it's just it's no longer serving you. Yeah, you guys are maybe in a different part of your life. Like, right. It's just the end of a cycle and the end of your life, that part of your life. Yeah. Appreciate it for what it is. Right. But except, I think you have to like let things go to accept the new in your life. Oh yeah. When well, one like, door closes, a million open. You can't forward and try to like grab something and then have your hand in the back behind you trying to no. hold, like, you know what I mean? Like no. you gotta like let go. Right. Cause that's the only thing that's going to move you forward. And well, honestly, hard, being, being alone, alone is fucking <laughs> I was just going to say being alone, you learn so much about yourself and sometimes when you are in a long-term relationship and it is going down a path where it's not great mm-hmm. i feel like being alone is the only thing that like it's, brings you back up heal you yeah because i've had friends be like well once i'm out of this and i'll just go like date this person i'm like oh, no my i'm gonna beat you up like literally what the fuck like no like the best be thing you do is date your fucking self yep and i know it sounds stupid and cheesy no but it you doesn't need- at all the thing that happens when you're alone is like you realize your own peace mm-hmm. and you realize what you're going to put up with mm-hmm. and you kind of like almost build yourself. You need to build your self-respect back, yeah. first of all. Yeah. And second of all, it's like you just like kind of learn what you like and don't like and you you just like are so much more like when someone comes in your life and they're going to like disrupt something that you're like, no, I I know for a fact that I don't like that. Yeah. I don't accept it. Like you're, you're not less put willing to put up with it. Yeah. But if you don't do that fucking work, yeah. You're just gonna keep getting fucked in the ass. No lube. Well that's why literally <laughs> that's, dry. Why I'm <laughs> that's why I feel like honestly breaks like don't fucking work because there's always one person that is alone. And starts to think about all the shitty fucking things that have happened. Yeah. And you're like, no, I'd rather not. Like, I'd rather not. Like, I think I honestly think being alone. Break, I don't know. No, I think breaks are fucking I think dumb. if you're like, I could t- maybe. Well, because the like, break thing, it, it almost insinuates that you're still together. Like, you can't, like, date other people. But you, like, aren't stupid. broken up. It, it's fucked fuck breaks anyway. i always think the things are meant to be you'll end up being back together uh, yeah so, well but that's I another think, topic of conversation but well, there's a lot to um, say. Um, number five uh communication suffers so obviously that one um so it says disagreements yeah. can be healthy and if done properly can build a more solid connection between partners yet when communication is limited to toxic positivity or surface level chit chat the lack of of depth and emotional intimacy it oh my god intimacy intimacy may point to other more serious issues including not caring enough to address or discuss pertinent information with your partner for fears of speaking up and standing your ground that's the thing i think people think that like saying how you feel means that you're like gonna fight with the person like it that should not be 
that should not be how it is. It, honestly, I was thinking about this the other day and I, my friends and I were talking about it and it's almost like a good thing. I feel like for like each person, to like write a little letter to the other one and just say, this is how I feel. Like not say like you did this, you did you that. Like fuck a, you. Like a verbal communication is not working. Yeah. Like, but not even like, I mean, sorry. I mean like literally write a letter, get in front of the person and like read them the letter oh, so, so that you can say exactly what you mean. You don't get the other per Like you say like, okay, just give me, give me till the end of this letter. You don't even have to respond to me. Like literally you don't even have to respond. I just need you to listen to how I feel and then like, like make me feel better. Basically. Maybe that's like a good way sometimes too. But I also mean, I feel like if it's like, if it's like hard, you can't like verbally. I mean, I guess that would be really bad to only be able to communicate in letter. <laughs> just um, pigeon letters. No, like writing things down is good sometimes. Cause like I have done that in like my notes, like before, like I'm like, I need to talk about something hard. Yeah. Cause like, I feel like sometimes you're in the moment you get worked up and you, you don't, uh, eloquently explain yourself and it comes off a certain way and then you get in a fight yep but if you can't say how you feel to someone that's also fucking terrible right because i met with someone that was like i'll be like i feel and they're like you feel and every every time i'd be like i feel like this and i would try to say it in the most like oh i hated it i would try to be so like calm and be mm-hmm. like okay so i feel like this and mm-hmm. he's like you feel and then would like immediately leave and i'm like okay that's never gonna work no He's never going to, that willing. person's never going to have a successful relationship fucking no. ever. Um, but yeah. Um, was, that, was that all of them? There's two more. Sorry. Six is comfort zone. A uh-huh. hard truth. Uh, <laughs> 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 okay. Sorry. Um, it says they, uh, a hard truth is that some may settle in a relationship because it resonates with what is familiar to them mm-hmm. based on their past wounds. They may choose a partner who reminds them of an abandoned, abandoning or neglectant caregiver or, um how they it's grew up familiar. because right exactly so yeah i kind of get that like, really, like, like always say like you i don't mean to be mean against dads like, yeah you date your father mm-hmm. and you're like it mm. i mean i i mean we've already talked about this like, like a long a while ago but like yeah. i think like i almost kind of got into a situation that my mom was in that i watched her when mm-hmm. i was growing up and like how her and my dad were and then i was in a relationship like that too yeah they're like fine now yeah but like at the time, like in the worst parts, I and I, I was like, I would never do that. And then I ended up doing it. And it was yeah. almost like comfortable, like not comfortable. Like I hated it. But like yeah. I was like. But you knew you knew you how know, to react to, to toxic. It. So sometimes even now, yeah, like if I'm to, like yep. in something healthy, I, I, I feel like I've like, I truly do think I've done a lot of work on myself. But yeah. like, I feel like there's been times where I'm like used to the toxic mm-hmm. and healthy is like, whoa, mm-hmm. you know, but now yeah. I'm like, no, I deserve it. No, how we grow up and what we grow up around, like mom and dad, I love you. You raised like you, you were great, but there were some, you know, your environment does make you who you yeah. are a little bit. So anyway, love you, mom and dad. Um, number seven, attachment insecurities. A common pattern seen in trauma bonded relationships is to try and fix, save, or rescue. This Ugh. walks hand in hand with attachment insecurities. If a person grew up what we were talking about. If a person grew up in an environment that taught dismissiveness, invalidation, neglect, neglect, oh my God, negligence or abuse as normal, they are more at risk to attract a partner that resonates with these. Okay. Yeah. So we literally just talked about break, that. You got to break, break the, the cycle. fucking cycle. Cause I want to break the cycle because I don't want my kids to experience like what I had to do. Sorry. Oh mom. my God. Tear. Yeah. Okay. Number, <laughs> number eight, emotional immaturity. Oh. Um, unsatisfying (laughs) (laughs) unsatisfying relationships where a partner may settle include those where one or both partners are too 
or sorry, are emotionally immature. If a person is emotionally immature, their ability to be present in the relationship and with their partner is significantly reduced. When a person is emotionally immature, they may dodge serious issues, downplay problems Mm -hmm. in the relationship, lash out or have trouble controlling their emotions, lack accountability, lack emotional empathy, or be highly impulsive in their decisions. Pretty straightforward. <laughs> yeah, I feel like there's a lot I could say on that, but like, I don't really know if you have a good time. No, so do but, you, like, I mean, immature, yeah. like, I don't know. I feel like it's really important to be able to be with someone that could discuss, mm-hmm. which is why, like, some of the situations that I've been in, I'll be like, I don't know. I still, like, care about them, but they're like, oh, like, let's discuss this, and they're still, like, avoidant about it, and they're right. not emotionally mature, and I feel like I can't, I, I've hated the relationship where I couldn't, like, speak about how, how I felt. Yeah, you felt like you just had to be a Stafford wife and nothing, yeah, had, nothing was ever a problem. Don't want to say anything. He's going to run away. Mm-hmm. Fucking run away. You know no, lit- literally, like, literally run. Forest, no, literally, run, run, forest, run. Run, forest, run. Like, fucking have the little braces run up, fall <laughs> off your fucking legs. And, like, your pants could rip. Like, literally run away. Is fine. No, you know what's funny? Forrest Gump is a really great analogy because he literally <laughs> ran. And then all of a sudden, one day, he just was like, I'm done. I'm done running. I'm done running. That's what he said. That's what he said. <gasps> So maybe like so sometimes you just have to run. Just done, just done running one day. <laughs> no, but I feel like you just we have to you just have to keep going and then honestly one day it does I guess that's the point is one day it does eventually get to the point where you're like um right, enough I'm enough. done. Enough is a fucking enough. Yeah. Do we feel like there's a good way to end that cycle? Like what's the best way? I mean, obviously we listed out eight to like, being avoidant or to be to break- like to to breaking up or? yeah like what like do you think that you can come back from a settling relationship like if you've realized like oh fuck we're we're like not oh. going down a good path we're settling do you think there's a way think to bring it back to to stay together or do you mean you mean like to be in another relationship and not no I, again? no i mean like if you realize that you're doing one or more of those things is there a way to like to fix the relationship fix i think if you guys are both willing to fix it maybe go to therapy together work on it but sometimes i think it's because you have to work on yourself um, and not be I know. together. I know. Um, but I think there's people can reconcile and fix relationships. Sometimes right. like you got to go through shit. Like relationships are like there's ups and downs. And there's yeah. people that I've seen really amazing couples in my life almost like, you know, say they're going to break up and then they don't. And they stay together and it's fine. Yeah. I think that it depends on the severity of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that you just have to be willing to both want to work on it. Because if one yeah. person is unwilling and they're being stubborn, it's never going to work. Yeah. You need um, both. You need two people. But when it comes to like later like being like i'm someone that can get caught and like know yourself Mm -hmm. and like if you let's say you guys break up Mm -hmm. you take the time to by yourself know that your tendencies to do like you know you can kind of do fall on those tendencies again and those traps so like if you notice a relationship like that in the beginning Mm -hmm. don't settle for it yeah um what if the settling person comes back into your light like let's say you guys break up and you're like okay we're gonna work on ourselves but we're broken up blah 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 do you think the getting back together thing is a possibility? I think, I think it depends. I think people can get back together. So my parents broke people up. People grow up. My mom, love you, mom. Okay, well, I won't share their details. She'll kill me. But anyway, my <laughs> dad her and her broke up, and then she was dating someone else. My dad shows up at her apartment, proposes to her. She's supposed to go on a date with her current <laughs> person she was seeing. They always do that. Yeah, and then, she go, and then she had to call the guy and be like, so I'm engaged. And the guy's like, what the fuck? fuck do you mean you're engaged <laughs> no my mom and dad are engaged they, they got married they had my brother and i no, my oh, dad came back like again okay no no they broke up my mom was dating oops sorry my mom was dating someone else my dad oh. walks like basically is like we have to go to dinner my mom's like well, okay fine whatever and then he proposes to her 
And I she had like, a call I her boyfriend. I the same thing to my mom. My mom, I think, had, was also talking to someone else. And then he was, like, really giving her flowers, pushing hard, really mm-hmm. trying to get her. And then we wouldn't be here. Like, we wouldn't yes, be yes. here without that. They went so, on for God 20 bless. years. We're together. And I think my dad did a, whatever he was, in, he was doing, and, yeah. you know. Yep. And my mom and dad, my mom finally left. Mm-hmm. And then my dad was, like, wanted her back. Yeah. And I'm like, after all that, That's and he was like, fine. And he's like, I can't believe she would leave. And I'm like, you can't believe it. You're kidding. You're literally, oh, wait, I feel bad. I feel like he's, <gasps> he has been listening. Okay, well. Dad, I love you. Papa Banda, we love you. <gasps> oh, my God. Banda. Banda. No, he's come around. He's, we've like all fixed our relationships. And I'm yeah. just saying like in the past, but like this, uh, yeah. No, but that's, I mean, there are, there are reasons why. I think my dad listening. Up, right? I'm like, hey, stop listening. Also, boyfriends need to not listen to anything. <laughs> I know. It's so funny. Well, I feel like that was a great episode. I mean, settling is, you know, it's something that I feel like we all kind of forget about and we get, we do get in a routine uh, and kind of a, you know, a mindset being in long-term relationships. And I yeah. just think it's about identifying all how you want to be treated really early on and setting those boundaries. Because if you don't set the standard Love of how you want to be treated, mm-hmm. you're, it's so hard to go back how and say, they actually, respect you. But right. It's hard to gain, regain that respect. It's hard to gain after someone thinks of you a certain way. It's hard mm-hmm. to change it. Uh-huh. Also, how do you expect them to respect you when you don't respect yourself? Right. You know, hundred percent. Yeah. I think, I don't know. We've talked about this before. Like we eventually, I think we should do like, a really in-depth like breakup episode and do, yeah. like the breakup guide yep. to serious relationships and situationships because to me sometimes i feel like the situationship breakups hurt sometimes more. harder yeah um it's just like you know the lost potential um <laughs> or the yeah or maybe yeah but it's, so i feel like with situationships it's always kind of you end up being like oh it was a fucking good thing but yeah at yeah, the time true, it's true, like true. okay how do we how know, do we do like, this why is it taking me a year to go over someone i dated for like a month you know what i mean <laughs> okay well happy oh my god we're almost in springtime can i just say that going to work today it was not pitch black and i enjoyed that so fucking much i love when the sun is up till eight yeah fuck god bless can't wait god bless take care and i'm glad we fixed our audio it's good to be back love you oh my god